What up, my Grace? What up? It's Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Yeah, how are you? How was your How was the weekend? Good. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm fabulous. Weekend was amazing. Last week was amazing, and today was my first day at my brand new job. All right, don't tell me anymore. I didn't really want to know that much. You can tell me after the intro. Got it. Okay. Okay, you, you almost made me forget the intro again. We're a show. We have to do this the right way, so we're going to do the intro. One okay. step at a time. How was your weekend? I'll tell you after the intro. Okay, got it. Grace, listen up. Yeah. Tonight's show will cover personal challenges with someone who has lost a little weight. Let's get the party hopping on episode 48. I'm Eric Idiot Runner Kosek. And I'm Grace Hot Pants Langheim. Eric is all business in the front of the pack, and I am all about the party in the back. That's right, business up front and party in the back. Together, we are the Running Mullet. And we are going to talk about every aspect of running, the podium to the DNF and everything in between. If you are a runner, this show is for you. Now sit back, get out your foam roller, and enjoy the party. Grace, I, here, I have a question for you. Is there, sure. such, is there such a thing as getting overgraced? No, doesn't exist. All right, good. Because like, I'm going to see you this coming weekend at the snot, frozen yeah. snot. And I just saw you two weeks ago. I yeah. saw you and then we see each other's faces on Monday nights. Yeah. That's a lot of grace in my face. I'm not going to lie. It is. It's a lot of grace in your face. And I have had a lot of Eric, but I tell you what, I kind of miss you because I haven't, it's been a whole week. Yeah. It's been a yeah. week. Yeah. You can't get enough, Eric. That's, that's okay. a good point. I I agree. I mean, I don't feel like I'm overgraced, but I wanted to bring it up. I, I didn't want to cross that I, threshold. Yeah. I appreciate you bringing it up. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that we can talk through it and let's, you know, let's put a pin in it and um, check in. <laughs> that's a good thing. I'll check in next week and see how we feel. Um, what, what was your weekend like? What did you do this past weekend? Um, let's see. I, what did I do this past weekend? I mean, I, I did some running at Lake Redmond yesterday. Oh, I did. I ended up, I was going to run the Jacobus five miler, but I ended up helping with timing instead. So that was fun. Even better. Yep. Yeah. And so, I mean, my big news is that I started my new job today and inevitably people say, Oh, so what are your hobbies? And I said, well, I run. And I, I was at lunch. Did you I, I ask them if they wanted to hear about your running? Because that's oh, a good I just, it's so hard to talk about because yeah. you have to start from, like you have to sit somebody down with a PowerPoint presentation to train them on what it means to be a trail runner. And so I'm like, I'm at lunch with five people and I told them I'm a runner and they said like marathons and stuff. And I said, yeah, sure. And I don't even think I got a chance to answer. And immediately they formulated this vision of me in their brains. And Ooh, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so somehow the conversation turned over to food or something like that. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you wouldn't like that because you're, you're pretty healthy. And I'm like, whoa, hold, hold, let's hold your horses here because I love a good donut. I don't know what you're talking. We're going to talk about weight today a little bit. So trigger warning there. We're going to talk about weight loss, I think in a, a great healthy way. But yeah, I, I was thinking in my head, like I gained 20 pounds actually when I started ultra running, but I'm faster, stronger, and uh, have more endurance than I've had in my entire life. But anywho, it, it was a little weird because I was like, yeah, can, please don't leave. I'm saying if somebody's bringing cake to work, please include me. That's what I'm saying. You should you should have slapped this said person with a double decker cream pie. That would have yeah. got the point across for him. Yeah, man. Exactly. Dishes. This is my. This is what I do. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know. I feel with bacon and fireball at Frozen Stop, like everybody else. Whatever. You you know, just let it go. Tomorrow's another day. There's going to be more dumb questions. You just gotta. 
They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out eventually. This guy told me all about a great trail that I should check out called the Mason Dixon trail. And I was like, yeah, I should definitely check that out. I will. You should put that on your list. (laughs) I'm going to put it on my list. That is awesome. I love that. That's the best part. (laughs) All right. Let's, uh, let's not wait any longer. I don't, I don't have anything to talk about my weekend. I kind of lounged around getting over this illness and, uh, I didn't do a lot of anything other than enjoy relaxing. So yeah, let's go with the show here. Um, can I do the little intro or you want to take it? Oh, you take this intro. I'm pretty excited for our guests though. Yeah, it's going to be a good show. We have, we have high viewership already tuning in, which is amazing. Um, that's the most important thing, obviously. Um, so tonight's guest, his name is Dan Yerrick. I am recently got connected with him through the Facebook world more than anything, I think. Um, literally like two weeks ago. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on the, the, the video here. Um, but he is a, he is a weight loss um, stud of sorts who has a great story, um, fought through some battles in his life, and where he ended up now is half of what he used to be. He started out at 550-ish, didn't start out. He maxed out at 550-ish pounds, and he is now down around the 190s area. You you think about that in your head for a second, and it kind of blows your mind. Um, a lot of hard work and stuff like that, but we're going to hear his story, how he got there, and now he's into this the whole spartan thing he's kind of addicted to the spartan thing <laughs> along with trail running he's done a couple local races and he's getting into the trail running more and more so obviously as us trail runners we welcome him to the family and we look forward to your story dan so thank you for joining us and um i hope many people listen to this show thanks everyone yeah my name's dan yerick um as eric said you know i hit a real high weight which was my lowest point in my life. Um, I hit a highest weight of 525 pounds. Um, I've always been a bigger guy, especially when I was a kid. Moved around a lot because I was a military kid. So, I mean, there was between that, you know, going from friends to friends and getting bullied and all that stuff. So, I mean, it wasn't easy. Um, But, you know, for the main part, like, it's been a struggle for a long time. Um, Went through a couple of relationships. and it ended pretty badly. Um, you know, here I thought I was in love for quite a few of them and just obviously wasn't the right time. Um, and of course that, you know, made it worse for my weight, went into old habits, you know, just eating, not caring, just, it, it got pretty dark in some areas. So, uh, going forward, uh, met my wife in, uh, 2017. Um, she literally calls me her Christmas miracle. <laughs> We literally met the day after Christmas uh, in 2017. I picked her up on a date and we literally have not looked back since. Um, So granted, during that time, I was that's when I hit my highest weight was when I was with her in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But she was always on my case about it. Like, you need to do something. You need to get yourself healthy. Like, I love you. I care about you. And like I said, I went through bad histories of, you know, relationships where it was just it was one of them deals where I had trust issues. So I didn't know who to trust and who to, you know, who to believe. So, you know, we got married in 2020, October, 2020. And I told her flat out, I said, after the new year, I said, I'm going to the doctors because I have not even been to a doctor at that point for like 10 plus years, basically since Mm -hmm. I had high school. So basically I didn't even care about my, I didn't care about my health. I didn't care about my weight. And I met my doctor no, excuse me. Um, met my doctor and basically I, I walked in and said, Hey, you know, I want to, you know, have my physical, you know, find out what's going on. I already had sleep apnea cause I was over the road truck driving at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I knew that was a deadly thing that could happen. And here to find out, he diagnosed me with high blood pressure. I said, well, how bad are we talking? And he's like, right now you're at like 158, 160, you know, over 120. I'm like, okay is that like bad he's like well put it this way <laughs> you don't do something now you've probably got about five to ten years maximum before you have a heart heart attack or a massive stroke mm-hmm. so when that had been said that literally was like a kick to the face like okay i need to do something now 
which I already had the intentions of wanting to talk to him about, you know, doing weight loss surgery. So I had went into the weight loss uh, program and that was April of 21. Yeah. April 21. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was, you know, I had to lose 10% of my own body weight on my own. I also mm-hmm. had to go through multiple, um, doctor's appointments, physicals, blood work, psychological evaluation. I had to go through a lot. Uh, and that's, you know, a lot of people say, you know, with this whole weight loss surgery, Oh, well you took the easy way out. Well, mm-hmm. unfortunately that's not the truth because that, <laughs> that right there, just those six months was hard enough for me because I literally had to, you know, learn how to diet. I had to learn how mm-hmm. to mentally prepare myself. I mean, I had to learn how to, um, one of the biggest things is like you have to learn how to drink 30 minutes before you eat and no more or then you can only drink 30 minutes after you eat. So that's a hard thing to learn, too, because mm-hmm. you, you're so used to when you're normal, you know, you're just used to just, oh, here, I'll drink a soda or here, I'll drink a water with my meal here. I can't do that because basically if I do that, it pushes it right through. Yeah. So I want to pause really quick. Um, so I just want to recap this for people. I've known a couple of people who who um, went through uh, the same or similar process. So you worked with your doctor to go through weight loss surgery. And just for our, our listeners here, there's a lot that has to happen to even oh, yeah. become eligible for that, mm-hmm. including losing weight. So you had to lose weight. You had a lot of Tests that had to be done and work with um, either a counselor or a therapist or, you know, some some uh, people who are are very smart to help you with that process before you could even become eligible for it. And and then you had to go through that that journey of of going through it and then rehab afterwards. So I just wanted to pause right there. This is there was so much work. And I'm I'm, I'm also curious real quick. You said you had to lose 10 percent. Um, before you could have the surgeries and you were at 525. I'm not good with math, Grace. How, roughly how many pounds is that? It's uh, around 52, 55. Okay. So let's call it fit. You had to lose 50 pounds on your own. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, and I know you were at that point, you were pretty locked in that this is what, you know, you, this is what you're going to do mm-hmm. and you wanted to do it, but how, obviously you dieted, but how crazy did you get? Um, with losing the pounds or was it something like you just started fasting and wanting to lose the pounds or were you exercised? What did you do? What was your plan? So even though I was still working at the rock quarry at the time, um, I like kind of basically like changed positions. I went into like a, like a heavier equipment operating side. So I was out more often. Like I wasn't just doing like a street sweeper. Like I was actually out in the heavy equipment. I was also helping with the shop. So I was lifting, you know, a lot of heavy stuff. Um, biggest thing though, like with the dieting is like I said, the drinking thing that changes a lot of different things. I cut out all soda. I cut out a lot of bread. I mean, I still had some carbs, but like I got real strict with it. I was basically already trying to do like the bariatric, um, diet already. So like Mm -hmm. I was doing like yogurts, high proteins, low carbs. So, I mean, like when I was doing like the meats, like I was sticking with like chicken, ground Turkey, venison, you know, the, the higher proteins. I still had my beef, but I kind of cut back on the beef. Sure. Um, pork, I basically kind of got away from just because it's, you know, higher fat. Uh, fish was a big one. I'm a big fish eater, so that's a good thing. You know, that's high protein. Um, but basically, I I changed my lifestyle around with my, with my dieting, and that helped out a lot. And then, like I said, it was when I, when I was originally supposed to have my surgery, it was supposed to be October 21. Well, mm-hmm. COVID was obviously high at that time. Yeah. So everybody that was elective surgery got pushed back. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, what are we looking at now? They were saying about February. And I was like, all right, well, I know how this is going to turn out because the holidays are going to come and we're going to be probably pushed back yet again. Sure enough, mm-hmm. happened. They called me January of 22, said, hey, unfortunately, we got to push you back. I said, great. Now, how far are we looking about this time? They said, all right, this should be the last time, third time's a charm. They said, we're looking at, you know, April 22. They said April 27th. I said, perfect. I said, I shortly after my birthday. I said, you know, that's a birthday present itself to myself and my family. Mm-hmm. And um, so we got it, you know, we got in and I also had to do two weeks of hell. <laughs> I had to do a uh, liquid diet Ugh. for two straight weeks. It was just literally broth, 
water. I was allowed to have what one pudding a day or something like that. Sugar-free pudding. Um, I forget what else there was. Oh, sugar-free popsicles. I can have like two of them, oh, but man. I had to do that literally for straight two weeks. So yeah, broth was like my new best friend for two weeks. So is that just like trying to clean out your system before the cert, the, the procedure or what? What's the reason? It was, yeah. Basically from what I've understood is, is it, it basically cleans out the, it basically cleans you out. Um, but also with me, you know, being as big as I was, I also had a very fatty liver, which was another problem I had mm. going on having the fatty liver. When they do that in order for them to be able to do it laparoscopic, they have to be able to get past your liver and everything. So that's mm. the other reason behind the whole doing the liquid diet is they need to be able to get in there. Um, on top of that, they also did mine where they pulled my gallbladder out as well, because, um, like they had said that like a the way my surgery was is if I had gotten gallstones, they would only be able to come up through the backside, which is a very high risk surgery than doing it if it was a normal gallstone removal. Mm -hmm. um, and one yeah, thing I didn't want, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So for anyone listening, because we're ultra runners and we take things to an ultra extreme, remember he was under close supervision for all of this. Please don't go on a two week liquid diet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I will admit. <sighs> And it, it's not fun. Like, yeah, okay, you might lose weight, but you're also going to be spending time in a certain room for quite a while too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. It's it's a clean. Um, but one thing I did not go over, and I should have done that right in the beginning, was um, there is different versions of this weight loss surgery. Mm -hmm. um, so you have the traditional ruin Y, which is your regular bypass. You have the sleeve, which is where they take 80, or they take your stomach and basically just make it like a shape of banana. And then there's the uh, bilio pancreatic divert with the uh, with the duodenal switch is what which is what I had had. Um, so mine, in order for you to qualify, one you have to be able to be or you you have to be was I think fifty percent BMI or higher. Now, like mm -hmm. I said, when I was at the fifty two, when I was at five twenty five, I was sitting at sixty four or sixty five percent body mass index, mm -hmm. which is extremely morbidly obese. Um, like I said, I mean, and, that, and when I look at the numbers now, it's like, you know, I, I look at everything like, cause what I think in order to be considered non, what is it? Non-obese is like 25% or below or something like that. I forget. Sure. So it's like, you know, you look at that number compared to what's considered normal. It's like, whoa, like, okay. Like I need to do something. Yeah. Um, but going back to like with my surgery, what that deals with is so mine, they took out, they took my stomach. They basically left me, or they took out about 80% of my stomach out of me, stapled it up, left me with a with the diameter of a banana and the shape of a banana. Then they took the duodenal, which is your normal digestive tract, took that off from where it connects to the stomach, crimped it, took my small bowel, and put that into the where the duodenal was, and that became my new digestive tract. Now, the problem is with my... I shouldn't say problem. The, the biggest risk that you have to take with this surgery that I had is everything that I eat and that I consume, I only get 30% nutritional value out of everything I eat. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter whether it's, you know, high protein, high calories, whatever it is, I only get 30% every single time I eat. So I also have to take multivitamins for the rest of my life. I have to take one a day, one a day, one at night, and take two calciums in the morning and take two at night. And then I also have to take a vitamin B12 injection every three months, which is no big deal. Um, you know, the biggest thing is, is like, you know, like I said, you have to stick with your diet because one, the biggest thing is with this surgery is that like your body will flat out tell you what it will and will not like. Mm. I found that out multiple times. <laughs> What's an example of something your body did not like? Okay. So like. Basically, basically, like with the weight loss surgery, they basically tell you stay away from high fatty foods or stay away from sugar. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can have it, but like, I think like, what was it? I think my, the serving size for like sugar is like no more than, they don't want you any more than usually 10 to 12 grams. And then the fat, they want you in the five to 15, they want you to keep it lower um, just because that like your stomach will get upset and that's going to basically cause dumping syndrome. 
Um, so basically the dumping syndrome, obviously it's basically what it sounds like. Like you're literally <laughs> just going to take your whole entire gut and just completely liquefy it. And then you're going to the bathroom. Oh boy. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I've. So no oatmeal, double decker oatmeal cream pies. No. Okay, I mean, got it. No, I, I mean, I, <laughs> now have I had an oatmeal cream pie before? Yes. I mean, did yeah. it do anything? No, but I was also racing at the time. Okay. So like it wasn't like uh like my body was like oh my god like I'm gonna ruin you like it actually was wanting it, mm -hmm. um, and that's one thing I've learned too like with me racing, like the days that I do race I notice that I can get away with more where I can have the fattier, the fattier yeah. stuff because I think my body's already preparing for it. Yeah, it's um, using but like it up. Training, it's like using but like when I'm in training mode, like it's like flat out no. Yeah. Um, because it does mess with me really bad. Um, but you know, like with this, with this surgery, I lost, you know, what three, I, the lowest I ever got down to was 186. Mm -hmm. Um, and I put in, I put in a little more weight since now, just because I've been bulking up, obviously. I mean, I, cause I mean, I, I didn't mind the whole slender look, but at the same time, I just like, when I looked at myself, I just didn't look normal. Like I didn't, I didn't look healthy wise. Mm -hmm. I mean, like my, my bone structures up in here was like real bad. I mean, everything else was like real bony looking. And I just, I didn't like that image. It wasn't me. It wasn't the beast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I did that. And um, so I had my surgery, lost a lot of weight and very quickly too. I mean, I hit my one year and I think when I did my one year, I hit all the way down to, what was it? Low 200. Okay. And my doctor, my doctor flat out saw me and he's like, wow. He's like, I didn't even recognize you. And I was like, oh, I was like, I know. Trust me. I have family members that I like, I'll walk by and by at Walmart and I haven't seen them, you know, for a while. Mm -hmm. And they literally look right at me and just mm -hmm. walk right past me. I'm like, are you not going to say hi? And they're like, <laughs> Dan? I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I didn't even recognize you. I mean, yeah. I've had, I've had some friends that I haven't seen in a long time, you know, from at the previous jobs. And as soon as they heard my voice, they recognized who I was, but like, they would have never thought it. Yeah. But, so you lost, uh, so you lost like kind of estimating around 200 pounds in a year. Yeah. Yeah. I lost it real quick. That's and nice. so before we get to, cause I want to hear about your racing now mm -hmm. and kind of where you are now, but before we get to that, through that process, whether it was, you know, the initial weight loss that you were doing by yourself or through the, the surgery or through that, that initial year, what did you learn about yourself through that process? Hmm. Hmm. So with that, that one, I would say like, I really learned how disciplined I needed to be with myself and hmm. how dedicated I needed to be. Hmm. I mean, it was one of those, I, I kind of knew what I was getting. My, I already knew what I was getting myself into. Cause like hmm. I went into a lot of different, um, uh, support groups mm -hmm. and you know i seen the horror stories people were like oh my gosh like I, i'm horrible like i don't know why i feel like crap and it's like you know you find out that these people are like two weeks post-op and they're eating a donut and it's like you mm -hmm. shouldn't even be touching that yeah so like you know i already like taught myself like don't even do it don't even don't even tempt it like it's it's the devil it just don't even do it mm -hmm. so you know, I, I basically learned, you know, really discipline myself and just, you know, stay forward with it. And mm -hmm. like I said, the biggest thing was, is my wife and my family. And mm -hmm. it's like the whole point behind this was so I can live with them and grow old with them. Right. And so that's, you know, that was my biggest thing. Um, but, you know, after all that, I waited after a year. I got into racing. Um, I went uh what was it back in 2015 i think it was what hurricane ivan or whatever it was it was a real bad hurricane i remember it um there was a ocr event that was held up here at the clinton county fairgrounds it was known as um hardcore mud run through mm -hmm. a fire firefighting organization and uh i fell in love with it i mean grant i was like 300 and i think i was like 330 or 350 something like that uh -huh. i fell in love with it then i got out of it because you know there was no other events coming nearby spartan wasn't as big you know, I didn't, plus I didn't really even know about them. Um, so once I did that, it was like, all right, you know, this is neat. Maybe you know, in the future I can do it. Well, like I said, then I had my problems, I gained more weight. 
like I said, because mm -hmm. I was at three, I was at like 350, I think, around that time. And obviously, I ballooned up another 200, 200 more pounds. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I, I waited until after my surgery. I was like, you know what? Let me lose my weight. Let me get myself conditioned up a little bit. And let's, you know, see if I can get myself into, you know, possibly getting into running. Because I've, I've always enjoyed running. Um, so I went to, what was it? Up in the Poconos, I went to Savage. Savage Race. Yeah, I did the um, I did the beast in the the beat or the race and the blitz back to back. Both races done pretty quickly. I forget where I finished age group wise and everything. I know I was doing pretty good. Um, but before I did that race, I had posted a thing on the uh, Savage Syndicate page, you know, about my weight loss journey. Mm -hmm. I had so many people comment on that post. I think I had like over 600 comments. Yeah. Like. It was insane. So I show up to this event and it was funnier than all can be because I've never felt, you know, where I felt like someone. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there. I'm sitting there in the registration line and everyone's like looking at me. I'm like, something wrong? Like, did I do something? <laughs> like, am I dressed up the wrong way? Like, what? And they're like, you're that guy. I'm like, what guy? They're like, the guy on Facebook, the one that lost 300 pounds to do this raise. I said, yeah. I was like, you saw that post I take it. And they're like, yeah, you're like, you're the reason I came today because I wanted to race. Oh, and it was wow. like, just from there, like, it was like, oh my gosh, like, mm -hmm. I actually inspired someone. And it was like weird because, you know, I've always looked up to other people, but I've never felt like I've done that to anybody else. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was, it was awkward, but it was like amazing at the, and rewarding at the same time. Yeah. So I did my Savage race. Everybody saw me. Um, even the uh, race director actually had me come up on stage. <laughs> That was a curveball uh -huh. because he's like telling everybody, he's like, hey, we got a celebrity in the house, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like looking around looking like an idiot, like, who are we talking about? You know, is there like some mm -hmm. famous like music musician or something going on? Like, what's up? And I look back at him and he's looking right at me and he's like, come up here. Well, he had me literally tell my whole entire story for people that didn't see the Facebook post. Mm -hmm. And literally everybody was so happy. They let me run, you know, up front with them. Um, they had me lead off on the main open race and it was just, you know, fun from there on out. Wow. Wow. So at the end, um, I got done, hurried up, changed, like I said, I went right into the blitz right after I got done with the race. I had like 10 minutes. I hurried up, changed my race bib, had a beer, like went right to the start line and just ran. Mm -hmm. Um, everybody at the end of that race was like, dude, you did phenomenal. Like if you really want to like get into this, you should look at, you know, getting into Spartan or Tough Mudders. I was like, all right. So I looked it up online and, uh, you know, I seen that they had this thing called a uh, trifecta. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's this all about? So the trifecta, what it is, is uh, it's a three race series. You can either do it all in one weekend or you can do it in um, all in one year at least. And you get uh, you get three, you get your individual medals and then in, each individual medal has like a wedge and it'll make a, you know, a bigger medal. Yeah. And that's so, a Spartan. Yeah, that's your Spartan. Yep. Yeah. So I did uh, Vernon, New Jersey. I believe that was October. Yeah, beginning of October of last year. So I got online and um, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit it big. Like I did the yeah. blitz in the race, which was a 10k and 5k. The trifecta is the same thing, but you're adding on the the third race, which is known as the beast. Mm -hmm. um, that is a 21k. So it's like 13 and a half ish miles because Spartan doesn't really give you the actual miles. It's always an ish. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did the beast right off the bat that Saturday did phenomenal. I did pretty decent. I think, I mean, especially being my first big, big race ever. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I did the beast in what was it? Five hours and 34 minutes or something like that. Nice. So, I mean, that's not horrible for 13 miles, especially when you're considering that you're also doing 30 obstacles on top of that. Yep. Um, then the next day I woke up, felt great. Um, I used some type of CBD, uh, muscle, muscle cream, woke up the next day, felt like a million bucks. And I said, let's go. And everyone's like, you're not sore. I'm like, no, I'm ready to go. Like, let's go. <laughs> and, um, I did the super and the sprint back to back. And then, then, you know, I left and you know, I never looked back since. So, you know, I got more into that. Then I found another local one. I found a zombie fun run. It was in Lancaster. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and then I met, uh, Chris Fleming and the, uh, PA trail dogs. Yeah. Um, great, great group. I can't thank them more than enough. Yep. Um, 
I got in with them. Uh, I believe actually Craig was able to get me into what race was it? Call the Call the Wilds. Oh, nice. Uh, I think that one was, I think, sold out at the time. But he said, you know, just show up. You know, usually we always, you know, have a couple stragglers that don't come or whatever. Yeah. You know, and you should be able to register in. So I did. The Nobody five. heard that. Nobody heard that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, I did the five miler with my um, with my nephew the day before the little pine. Mm -hmm. uh, was it the little pine? Little right? pine, yep. Yep, I did the little pine five miler with my nephew, which he did great. I think he finished like second in, out of wow. all the kids. Nice, like he, great. But I mean, he's a little beanpole. He weighs like what is it? I think he's like ninety eight pounds, and mm -hmm. he's in ninth grade, and he wrestles. So I mean, he's got the speed. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I did the call the wilds the next day. I did pretty good. I forget where I finished at, but it was like mid pack. Yeah. I wasn't in the back, but I wasn't in the front. Mid pack <laughs> is good for that race. Yeah. I mean, you guys got the front and the back. I guess I'll take the middle. <laughs> uh, yes. That's perfect. Yeah, now, so, uh, <laughs> now Carl. It's a great question, by the way. I love this it. is like, literally I was thinking the same thing. And Carl Perkins just put into the chat this, I, you read my mind, Carl. Do you feel like you have any unique competitive advantages as a result of your weight loss journey? I'm trying to think of how to answer that. I mean, I don't know if I'd really say I have any real advantages. I mean, I think, I think, and I'm answering for you a little bit, but I think you probably do more than you think you do. Right. That determination. That yeah. Like there, you went through a lot. You're never going to go back there. Yeah. You know, just that alone, you, you've, you've gone through war already. So, you know, the, the competitiveness is already there for the race itself. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know I, to, I feel like, yeah, I, mean, I mean, for like, 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 for the mental side of it, yeah, I think mm -hmm. I definitely have advantages for sure because I will not quit. I will not give up. I will mm -hmm. not go back to the man I was before. Yeah. I will mm -hmm. not. Like, it, it's it's not that it ever will happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, yeah. now, like, advantage-wise, like, for the physical side, I, I mean, yeah, oh. I, lost the, I lost the weight, but at the same time, and, you know, this is kind of going back into the surgery deal, you know, a lot of people don't realize when it comes like to me and the whole training deal, mm -hmm. um, it's a lot harder. I mean, because like it took me a while for me to actually update my, my diet to a higher calorie because mm -hmm. before when you, when you had the bariatric surgery, they usually want you around the 14 to 1600 calories. Well, mm -hmm. I was working out in the oil field. I was working on the rig, you know, working 14 hour days, and, you know, constantly lifting iron, like it was, it was really wearing me down. I'm like, dude, I got to do something. Cause like, I'm feeling like weird. I like, I'm obviously not getting enough energy. So I ended up upgrading it up to like 2,200, 24. And I ended up talking to my doctor and they, and I said, Hey, are you okay if I up my diet? Cause I already did. But I said, is it okay? Because I feel better now since I've done it, but I'm not mm -hmm. gaining weight. I'm still losing. And they're like, well, what are you doing? And I told them what I was doing and all that. And they're like, oh, yeah, you definitely need to up your, your intake because you're literally burning more than you're even consuming in a day. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it is a lot harder. But at the same token, you got to find that balance between what your body allowing you to eat and what it's not allowing you to eat. So it's like, you mm -hmm. know, I can eat a lot of protein, but at the same time, like to get the carbs where I want them for that energy as well, it's mm -hmm. it's a little hard. Yeah. So, I mean, um it's definitely, it's definitely a harder deal when it comes to training for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, go ahead, Grace. Ah, oh, man. There's just so many things about this. I think for the mental side too, uh, like what I think of is that's just such a difficult decision to make. And, um, I don't know, I feel like trail running ends up with a lot of difficult decisions. And, and so you've, you've had to go through a series of difficult decisions. Um, oh, yeah. so the, the mental aspect, um, I don't yeah. Know. Absolutely. And it's, it's worth noting, like you didn't just go through the weight loss surgery and lose the weight. And now you're living a normal person's life. Like you, nobody can tell watching, but this dude's ripped. Like he went up the other <laughs> side, he went up the other side of the pendulum. Obviously he's doing Spartans, but yeah. 
you know, he didn't just stop at the weight loss. He, he, he kept going. And now all, a lot of his uh, weight is muscle weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, Carl, keep going, Eric. Okay. Let, I'll just finish real quick. I, yeah. Cause I want to make sure I don't forget this. And yeah. a lot of people, I think there's certain people that at least in the back of their mind, they think of this weight loss surgery as a, they, it could be thought of as a form of cheating per se, as a way mm-hmm. to lose weight. But what he, what they got to realize is how many limits, how, how hard it is living with the surgery. Like he did what he had to do to save mm-hmm. his life for one. Right. I don't care what you're doing. He did what he had to do to save his life. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, ta- listening to him and all the, you know, calorie intake, he's got to watch and taking the vitamins. And so he, he sacrificed this, this way of losing weight, but he, but he also lost the normal way of life for the rest at like the rest of us have get to live with. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, kind of forgot about in that whole procedure. I think like there's a lot of limitations you have now. Is oh, it yeah. it? oh, hell yeah. But and it's lifetime too. It's not, it's not just a little period. Like it's lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. But I, th- I think that's worth noting and pointing out that it's mm-hmm. not just Oh, you get the surgery done. It's his magic fix, and you you lose all the weight because your stomach's smaller, and that's right. it. That's kind of all I've ever known, honestly. So I'm just going by what other people probably think. But there's oh, yeah. so much more to it that you're sacrificing in order to to change your life. Save oh yeah, I mean the biggest thing is like, and and I gotta tell everybody, you know, yeah, okay, it it does help you lose the weight. But here's the thing, I'm the one still doing the work. All that weight loss surgery is, is a tool. It's on how you use that tool and how correctively you use it is on how well it's going to work. Right. And that's the thing. Like I've seen people where they've done great with the surgery and I've seen people where they, they started off great, but then they're like, Oh, well, Hey, I'm, I'm down to where I need to be. And it'll stay like this. And then they went into old habits and then they put on more weight, you know, and mm-hmm. or they gained all their weight back and put on more on top of it. So it's one of those yeah you have this tool for life, but you have to use it correctly. You misuse it. It's going to backfire on you. And you know, it's, it's, and it's a life thing. It's, it's a literal, literal lifestyle change. It's not a permanent, you know, Oh, Hey, it's going to keep you like this forever. Like if you cannot slack, I mean, cause I slacked a couple of times and I put on a little weight, but I caught myself and it was only like five pounds. It, I mean, just five pounds and that, you know, upset me enough where it was like, all right, go yeah. back to this, go back to this diet, get strict again, push harder. And then sure enough, right back down yeah. again. Yeah. And it's major surgery. I mean, you know, so Eric, my experience with it, honestly, I knew somebody who passed away from it. Uh, I was a teenager and I, it was a uh, family member of a friend and it was really sad, you know, they, they, and it was purely because they didn't follow the post-operation instructions. But yeah, it's a, it's a major surgery that you're doing. And um, it's, I'm, I love that you're emphasizing some of this stuff, Eric, because it really is mind-blowing. Um, another piece of it, uh, Carl is just coming with it, with the good questions. It's, Have it's you? Like, I mean, we need him on. You, Carl, you got to watch all the time. These questions are made. Yeah, thank you. This is very helpful. So, Dan, have you lost any friends as a result of the transformation? Um, you know, just because of having different activities or because of them not accepting the new Dan? You know, can you talk through your relationships and how those may have changed through the process? So, I wouldn't say I've lost a lot of friends. Um, I mean, I have. I have lost a couple like that just kind of like lost contact with me and just because, you know, they were so used to the old me, but I mean like my ego or any like that thing, like none of that changed. Like I'm still the Dan that, you know, I've always been known as like, I'm still the funny guy, you know, (laughs) always just pushing just now I'm going harder with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've actually gained more friends than anything, Um, Mm -hmm. especially through support groups and stuff like that, which, you know, here towards the end of the, at the end of this show, I will uh, talk about a gr- certain group that means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, but going back to the friends deal, um, you know, like I said, I I gained more friends than I think than anything. I mean, but like the ones that I lost, um, 
they were the ones that I obviously figured out that they weren't there for me per se. They were there for like kind of who I was, but not there like on the supporting side, if that makes sense. Like they liked who I was like to make fun and have jokes with, but like they weren't there like supporting me wise. Like, cause when I had the surgery, it was kind of like, they just like completely fell off the earth. Didn't even contact me. And then Mm -hmm. I I tried contacting them. It was like all of a sudden like, Oh, well I'm busy or, you know, they couldn't, couldn't answer anything. And it was like, what's up? Like we've been friends for how long? And now all of a sudden you like ghost me, like what's going on Mm -hmm. here? So I was like, you know what? It's just obviously not meant to be. Yeah. But I mean, with the, with the racing community between Mm -hmm. OCR, Spartan, um, trail running. I mean, you name it. Like I, I can't even tell you how many friends I've gained. I mean, I've, I've got so many people that I've literally met, you know, and even through the support groups, I mean, I've, I'm supportive. Uh, I'm part of quite a few support groups on Facebook and I've met people, you know, globally wise, I got people from Canada. Mm-hmm. I've got people from, you know, Ireland, UK, Germany. I mean, I've got a different, all sorts of people all over the world that I'm you know, now good friends with. That's great. Well, um, so Eric, I know what direction I want to go in. What, what other questions do you have? I want to go in the direction that you want to go in. Perfect. Uh, so tell us a little bit about, um, you know, where you're at right now. Um, I won't ask this question yet. So don't answer it yet. I am going to ask what races do you have on your calendar, but, you know, kind of where are you at right now? What, um, support groups, uh, definitely shout them out and tell us a little bit about where you are currently. For like training wise or where are we going? Like where you, you mean? Wherever you want to go with that. All right, so yeah, quick question for you, Dan. Be yeah. I, I know you just asked me this, Grace, but it just popped in my head. <laughs> so your your amazing wife who supported you through all of this. Mm-hmm. Um oh, yeah. you know, did did she change her habits with you? Or and I'm not looking to to get in a personal stuff, but you know, did she just keep living the way she was and you're you have to change your habits to fit your lifestyle now or was it something that both of you uh, kind of went in head first together? So, yeah, that was the other thing I forgot to mention. Uh, my wife, she actually did the surgery with me. Um, oh. So we we both agreed that when I was serious about wanting to do the rate loss surgery, she was nervous. I ain't going to lie. She was very nervous about it in the beginning. Um, but then she turned around and I she wanted to see like how I did first. She saw how successful I was because, like I said, I, I plummeted quick. Hell, I think I lost just a hundred pounds alone in like four months, not even. Like, I mean, I, I plummeted down. And um it was right then, what was it? I think it was yeah, it was like June or July. She had went into her her program and she had hers in January of 23, January 17th. So she actually just recently had her one year's uh surgery. Um, she was at her highest of I believe 300 or 305, I believe. Um, and now she's now rocking the 170, 170 range, if not a little bit below it right now. I mean, why, she looks why is she not sitting right next to you on the show right now. Unfortunately, she is at work. <laughs> he is a worker. I will admit first, first quality. Well, if she wasn't, I, that would have been awesome. That's phenomenal. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, she works over here at first quality in Lock Haven, but she, she's a worker, but I mean, that's where she got, that's where she got a lot of her, uh, rapid weight loss from. Cause she's a, uh. She's a QA, so she's constantly moving on her feet all the time. She's always mm-hmm. moving. So, I mean, yeah. really, for her, she don't have to go to the gym like I do. Now, granted, I do a lot in my job, but at the same time, it's like, let's go up another level. Like, yeah. I, I always have to go the next level up. I can't just sit normal. Like, I got to move. Yeah. So, that's it, it's just my lifestyle. I mean, and I, I don't regret a single bit of it. But, um, yeah. so, you know, for, like, training-wise – I'm going to the gym about five to six days a week. Um, okay. I go over to Planet Fitness. I usually uh, do um, about an hour or so on the weights, and then I do about half an hour on my cardio with the abs and core. And then I go into like the elliptical, um, the art, what is known as the arc trainer. Yeah. Um, I do anywhere from ten to thirteen miles a day. Um, wow. My legs hate it at times. Yeah. <laughs> There's nights that I'll come home and like I'm cramping up at night. Um, but it's not too bad. Um, and do you still but, go in for checkups with your, your doctor? 
So since I'm like past the one year mark, now I basically go once a year. Okay. Um, now if I feel like there's something going on, like, like I'm like for a while that like, if I feel like if there's something doesn't seem right, they mm -hmm. said, you know, call them and they'll get me right in and then we'll, you know, start doing blood work and start working our way backwards and seeing what's going on. Yeah. Um, but, but other and, than that, it's, it's a yearly thing. So where, uh, you know, you talked a little bit about your blood pressure going up and all of that. So did those, those metrics come down and your, your, yeah. Um, yeah. Just from me losing, energy. just from me losing that. Well, I lost more than the 10% that they required. Mm -hmm. um, I showed up uh, for pre-op. What was it? I think it was like a week before. And they said my blood pressure was normal. So mm -hmm. I, they talked to my doctor and he's like, uh, yeah, you're, you're done. Like you're off the blood pressure. He's like, you're obviously good. And I was like, oh, sweet. So the only thing I had left was just the sleep apnea. And mm -hmm. I actually just had my recent study done just the other, what was it? The other week I had a follow-up and uh, actually just finally got approved that I am now officially out of sleep apnea. So I literally have no wow. medical conditions anymore that I was being held for. Congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. It's a lot oh, of yeah. work. Yeah. Cause wearing that CPAP is a pain. Yeah. Yeah. And I to travel it. with it. And yeah, exactly. There's a lot. Now, um, Carl came in with another great question. I love this. <laughs> Was there a specific time either in training or at a race where the light bulb went off in your head and you were like, oh shit, I'm a legit athlete now. I would probably say, yeah. I mean, uh, I'd probably say when I did the I want to say when I did the Spartan Beast, yeah. you know, I got, I got all the way up to the top and mm -hmm. I just had this like beautiful view and I look back and there's like a ton of people behind me and I'm like, whoa, like I thought I was further behind and here there's people, you know, behind me mm -hmm. and there was a good group and, you know, it was just like, all right, like this is legit now. <laughs> so like, this is like, the, and like, and the funny thing is like, I got done with that race and like, I felt great. Like I wasn't mm -hmm. like screaming in pain. I wasn't like, Oh my God, I'm sore. Like, what did I get myself into? Mm -hmm. Like, are you an idiot? Like what the hell? And like, I did fine. And sure. it, I, I don't regret it at any, at any point. Like, I love it. Like it's literally my lifestyle and it's my passion. Yeah. You know, one, I don't want to go off on a tangent here either, but one thing I've found is, you know, certain people, when you, um, some people can replace one addiction with another and it, it can be a good addiction, uh, oh, yeah. such as, you know, Spartan racing or racing in general or staying in shape and this and that. Do you feel like weight loss or, uh, I guess eating addiction for lack of a better word, mm -hmm. um, do you think that this lifestyle you're in now, you know, replaces that for you? Oh, yeah. 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 Nice. That's a good replacement. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there, and a lot of people have been helping, you know, influence me. Um, so like the, the first person I met, you know, like when I got to the OCR, um, her name is Chloe uh, Lawson. She is a um, personal trainer, but she also owns a gym out in Utah. Um, it was just weird. Like we somehow met on Facebook and, um, she kind of went through not a similar journey, but she was over, she had a little bit of overweight and she just got to the point where she's like, you know what? I got to do something about it, blah, blah, blah. And she met me and she's like, you know what? You're perfect for like what I'm looking for. Like you're, you're like what the, the meaning of body ninja is. And that's the name of her gym is body ninja. Um, and she does really great with it. And then, um, I, right before I'd gotten to Spartan, I had gotten a, I don't know, was it before Spartan or was it before Savage? I forget. But I had met a girl named Brittany West. Um, she is part of a group called More Heart Than Scars. Mm -hmm. um, and this is going to be one of the big shout outs to one of the biggest groups that I have extreme passion for. And I wish them well. And I hope they go as far as they can with this. Um, more heart than scars. They are, um, they are a group that literally helps out with adaptive athletes. Um, and if I remember correctly, I think Carl said something about that on the last episode. He had said mm -hmm. about the adaptive athletes, you know, and how, yep. how it was different on how to cater for them and, you know, how to get it to where like they can do the races. 
So the More Heart and Scars, they are a group that literally helps anybody with physical or mental scars. Because like they said, not all scars are physical. Some are, are hidden and you cannot see them. Um, so, you know, with that being said, they help people with the, the mental side of it. You know, people that have had like suicide awareness, dark thoughts, um, they're struggling, you know, anything like that. But they also have had a lot of different people that have um, a lot of physical disabilities. Uh, they have literally, I think they have three wheelchairs um, and the group literally pulls them like a chariot. They have three, three or four people up in the front with the ropes pulling. They have a person in the back guiding and they literally go through every obstacle and they literally help the athlete with that obstacle, get them back down, put them back in the chair, get them going again until they get to the next obstacle and they will finish that race. Um, and they've actually have helped people um, actually do an ultra, which, wow. you know, an ultra for them for Spartan is 31 plus miles. I mean, they've literally done it. Now, granted, they may have not met the cutoff time all the time. Sure. They've literally, they finished. They made sure that that athlete had finished what they wanted. So, uh, Eric, if something happens to me, I expect you to drag me up a hill and help me to complete Call of the Wilds. Hi, if not, I can, if not, I'll just call, I'll just call the More Heart Than, Scar, or More Heart Than Scars crew up and we'll get yeah. you going. I'll call Joey the How do you change that from a 50K to a 100 miler? Like, oh, it just pops in my head. No, it's not there. Like, let's stick with the 50K. I'll, I'll kick you down the road. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. So another another two people I definitely want to call out on this, too, mm -hmm. that have been a big help um, is uh, Adam Kolb, mm -hmm. which I know you know personally, Eric. Amazing and dude. I'm pretty sure you do, too, Grace. I do. Yeah. Well, see, I am also, I don't talk about it as much, but I, I haven't done a, a Spartan in a few years, but I have my share of trifectas behind me and I've there spent plenty of time at Palmerton. That's oh, my yeah. favorite place, but I've been to some other venues as well. So Aru. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Adam's 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 one of them guys that like, he's, he's got like my same style. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe it, Eric. What would you say, attitude or? Yeah, and I, I can understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. I guess yeah. I have like me and him have like kind of like the same ambition. Like we want to go big, but you know, go hardcore with it. And uh, I actually added Adam on my Strava, and like, mm. you know, I'll be working out, and like this guy will like chime in and be like, "Oh, Adam Cole did this," and I'm like looking, and it's like you know he did like 40 miles on the Peloton bike, and it's like really. And like here I am, you know, like ten miles on the elliptical at like almost seventy minutes. I'm like, well, all right, now I got to step it up. So I mean, Adam's definitely been a big help, and he's uh, he's really made me uh, really push. And then um, I met a guy actually too um, back last year. I, it was in November, right before Thanksgiving. I did my first ever Spartan Deca, um, wow. which is basically you do ten obstacles as fast as you can. Um, you know, you got like a rower, you have a weighted, weighted ball that you have to do over the shoulders. You have the ski machine. Like it, it's very fast paced. Um, his name is Michael Musek. Uh, it's kind of funny. We met each other and we raced against each other and, uh, he loved my story. And so did his kid. And he's like, dude, you're a true inspiration. And like, we've literally become best friends now. Um, but, oh yeah, here, Mike's on there. Okay. Yeah. But, um, you know, Mike has been there quite a bit for me on this. Uh, we've done quite a few decas now together. We went and did uh, the Quakertown one in uh, Jan early January, and then we did another one in what was it, two weeks ago. I did it up there in Corning, Corning, New York, and uh, that was the deck of mile. So the deck of mile is the same thing as the strong, but you're adding in a mile on top of it. So every obstacle in between, you're running a tenth of a mile. And then the, the next step up that you can go from there to finish your trifecta for the DECA series is the DECA Fit, which is a 3.5 to a 5 miles added in. So you have to run mm -hmm. 500, what was it, I think 500 meters in between each obstacle. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and oh, I think right. it's important. I, I appreciate you calling out a couple of these athletes. You know, mm -hmm. Adam Kolb is, is the one that I know I'm, I'm dear friends with. 
but it's, it's important, you know, he, he inspires more people than he probably knows and realizes. Oh, yeah. And it, it's important to call him out on that. He doesn't mm -hmm. need to know. He, he doesn't care. That's not the point, but it's, you know, these people deserve to be recognized for what they do. The, the amount of exercising and uh, time he puts in to, yeah. to the man he is deserves to be recognized. And he, not only that, but he shares it with others. And if you yeah. want to, if you want to be inspired, follow Adam Kolb on Strava yeah. and you will, <laughs> and, you will be inspired. Yeah. Inspired. But keep in mind, comparison is a thief of joy. Do not <laughs> yeah. compare yourself to that man. Trust me, I tried to yeah. compare myself with him, try to no. do like his level. And it's like, I'm not that high no. yet. Don't <laughs> just compare, just be inspired by it. Just be yeah. inspired by it. The biggest it. thing that I want is I want to be on a podium with, I don't even care if he takes first. I just would love to be on a podium, yeah. whether it's second or third with Adam Cole. As That's long as I can say I podiumed with him, I'd be set. That's a phenomenal goal, and I, I'm sure you're going to get there. Oh, yeah. All right. So what, what races do you have on the schedule for this year? <sighs> what races don't I have? <laughs> uh, so Spartan, um, my wife actually has a Christmas gift. She bought me the Spartan Pass. So literally nice. I can do any any and every Spartan race in all of – because I did the Ultra one because it was smarter mm -hmm. just to buy the Ultra. Right. Um, so with the Ultra Pass, I also get the Ultras for, for free as well. Mm -hmm. um because i wanted to do i want to do three of them this year alone i want to you know go big now granted it's not no killington vermont which is literally the hardest one that uh mm -hmm. sporting has and they're in the whole nation um but i'm going to be doing uh fayetteville dallas and newberry south carolina for the ultras so okay. the ultras like i said those are 31 miles the beast they are 13 and a half ish and then you have your uh, super, which is your 10K, and then your sprint, which is a 5K. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going for nine trifectas alone just on that. So, But three of them are going to be with the ultras instead of the beast. So, I mean, we definitely got a busy schedule there. So I start off in March. I'll be going to Atlanta. Um, then from there, it's uh, – what is it? Well, I'm going to pull my schedule up real fast. Um, I know I go to Atlanta and then it goes right to New Jersey. And then after that, then we're looking at uh, Fayetteville in May. And then after that one, we are going to, uh, let's see, Cincinnati. Um, Killington. I got quite a few savages. I got um, Ohio. Pennsylvania. I'm also going to be doing Boston. I've also got, uh, like I said, the Dallas one for um, for Spartan as well. I also got Killington. Then I'll be doing New Jersey in the fall. So, like, when I go to do the New Jersey one to get my trifecta, I'm going to do uh, the spring. I'm going to do the Beast, and then I'm turning right around the next following weekend. And I'm going for a ultra fecta weekend. So that's wow. the other thing too. Like I'm not going just for trifectas. I'm also doing three ultra fectas. Wow. So I'm doing the ultra, the super, and the sprint. And it's just under 50 miles in one weekend. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely putting myself into some punishment, but you know, uh -huh. it, I'll say it's <laughs> a pretty light year then. Oh yeah, it's real light. You know, it's only I think I I think now since I keep adding on more each week. I think I'm up to like 56 races for the whole year. Um, that's just like another group I just found out too. Um, I don't know how big they are, but they sh I honestly think they deserve to be bigger. Um, Noob Sanity. They're up in uh, Binghamton, New York. Hmm. Um, they have a permanent OCR track that's up there. I just recently did a um, race up there. What was that, last weekend? No, yeah. when was your party, Eric? Last weekend? Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah last yeah, so last weekend um, I went up to New Sanity and I did what was known as the night ops. It was a 90-minute endurance course. You had to run as long as you can, as many laps. Mm -hmm. And the laps were, you know, mile loops. And then, of course, at the end, the uh, finisher was a polar plunge into an ice pond. Nice. So, yeah, that was a little uh, interesting. But I did great. <laughs> um, I did three, what was it, three full laps. And then I finished, you know, with the polar plunge. I earned my medal for that, too. 
Um, but they, you know, uh, the next one I got coming up with them for the Noob Sanity is uh, on the 18th. It's called the Frozen Four Miler. Uh, it's four miles. They, you know, you can do it however you want, regular, rocket, or the, and you know, the idiot style version is uh, <laughs> running in a bathing suit. Nice. I have a bathing suit that would be perfect. It's literally bathing suit, hat, gloves, and shoes are all you're allowed to wear. That is okay. it. Okay. You should show us the bathing suit Ooh. on next week's show, Grace. You can wear it. <laughs> Dan there you go. Yeah, I'll show you pictures, Dan. It's fun. <laughs> but the, right. uh, the other one that I do have also that I forgot to mention is uh, Bone Frog Challenge, which yeah. uh, they are also a big they are also a big race series that it uh, means heart to me as well. Um, they are through um, uh, Navy SEALs. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, obviously, like I said, my dad was military. So, you know, the Navy has always been close to me, especially the Navy SEALs. So, you know, they're a race, good race series. Yeah. Um, another call out that I do want to give before I know we're getting close on time. Um, I do want to thank um, Infinite Hero uh, Foundation. They are actually a foundation that is um, helping sponsor me. Um Awesome. They've hooked me up. Some, they've hooked me up with some swag. But the nice thing with Infinite Heroes, they're kind of like more heart and scars, um, uh -huh. but they are geared towards the uh, veterans. They help with mental and uh, physical disabilities as well. Wow, that's great. Yeah, good stuff. All right, I'm going to be the fun police and say we have to shut her down. Yeah, we got to shut it down. But uh, you know, best of luck on all of your races. Where can people follow you? You're on Facebook. You're on the Stravas and the Instagrams and all those. Yep, things? I'm on all of it. I'm on the TikTok. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, all that. You know, I'm just looking for anybody that wants to either run with me or you know, even if you guys, if anybody wants to help support me, you know, um, I do have some flyers out on my Facebook. You know, you know, if anybody awesome. wants to help sponsor, donate towards me um anything helps because i mean like you guys obviously know how it is too mm -hmm. ocr racing or just even trail racing it can get very expensive yep yep and we want you to be able to keep inspiring other people out there so Means everybody follow you. dan yeah keep keep that in mind Dan. we talked about adam kolb and how much he does inspire and motivates other people but yeah. You know, I, th I think all three of us and everybody watching could guarantee, pretty much guarantee that you probably inspired at least one person tonight yeah. um, or somebody who listens to the show this coming week on Spotify yeah. or whatever to, I don't know, you know, think about their life, maybe do something different. Who knows? But, you know, it doesn't take much to change somebody's life. Oh, yeah. And, and it, it's it, it, like I said, it's weird, you know, seeing it from this side of the coin now, because like before, you mm -hmm. know, I didn't think I was ever going to be that person. And, right. you know, now, I mean, it takes me a while to see it, but now like hearing as many people like, dude, you inspire me, you know, you've, you've changed me to do this. You've changed me to do that. And it's, it's very rewarding. And it's not like I was looking for that. Like, I just want to help people like I wanted the help given to me. Yeah. And you know, now all the people that have helped me, I'm turning around and I'm helping either them or, you know, I'm helping right. people that have struggled that they know and, you know, turning their lives around. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the best part, we've had a couple weight loss uh, stories, journeys on our show. Lucky enough to have them on already, including yours. But the bottom line is it's a challenge, just like running, just like racing, just like OCR courses, just like Spartan stuff. And it's a very hard challenge. So it deserves a voice, the voice to be told, the story to be heard. And we really appreciate you coming on and, and you know, saying some things that you know might not be super comfortable but like i said somebody's listening a lot of people are listening and you never know who, whose life you're affecting oh yeah i mean and if anybody wants to you know like like uh grace said you know follow me and if anybody wants to race with me i mean i i am going to be racing pretty competitive this year but if anybody messages me and says hey can i run a spartan with you or can i run a savage i will literally jump out of competitiveness and i will literally run with you I don't care if you're slow. I don't care if you're fast. I mean, if you're faster than me, I'll try my best and keep up. But um, no, I'm not. I'm not Eric. I'm not always in the front. Yeah. Uh, well, you got to bring Eric into an OCR. I don't think he's done one yet. I know. I, I want to put his test of the theory and see if he's still in the front. So then so it is There's Adam Cole, so and I'm not biting on that. No. Come on. But um, you know, 
but going to that, like, you know, like if anybody wants to race with me, like I will flat out race with them. I, I don't care if you're slow. I don't care if you can't do an obstacle, you know, fully on your own. Like if you need help, I will literally stop and I will help you with that course. Like I do not care because regardless, and like I said this to you guys at the party, mm-hmm. we're all here to do one thing. Finish. Yeah. It's that plain and simple. It does not matter whether you get the gold or not. We all finish together. We all live together. We're all one family. And that's what I love about the racing community, whether it's OCR, trail, even just regular, you know, marathon runners. I mean, we're all in this together. Yep. Well, we sure appreciate you being on and telling your story. I have a feeling I might be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. We might hear another story from you in the future about your first hundred mile trail race or something like that. I feel like you might have the right head to, you know, switch over to that side, that dark side. I, I do want to try one. I do. I, I told Grace this. I do want to try mm-hmm. one. Depending yeah. on how it goes, if it goes good, I'll, I'll do, you know, maybe one more or whatever, but like, I at least want to be able to say I completed one at least one time. There you right. go. But if I do that, Eric, now you're going to have to do a Spartan. All right, we can talk off air. Off air, we'll talk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, man. Thanks again. Uh, Everybody who tuned in, thank you for tuning into the show. If you're not listening until the recording, then thanks for listening. And we will be on next Monday to probably talk a lot of snotty snot talk. Yeah, we have snot talk happening next weekend. So be sure to tune in. Also, um, I haven't seen any recent reviews, so throw us some some ratings and some reviews to get when us is up the on some. Not this Saturday. weekend. This weekend. All right, maybe yeah. I'll come up and I'll try to help volunteer. Yeah, nice. the more the merrier. It's going to be Grace a blast. Is still, Grace is still looking for race reports. I haven't heard her beautiful voice for a while on the on the show. So thank you. Better your race reports. Yeah, send me your race reports. I have. Um, I want to. I want to read them to everybody. Share them with everybody else. All right, guys. Thanks again. We'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow, Monday at seven thirty. Have a good awesome. week. See you. Bye.